Hello, it's me. I was wondering if after all these years you'd like to go over. Hello, hello, listeners. <laughs> How are y'all doing? We hope you're doing well. This is Wenjo Panda with the Panda Bar alongside Sergio Barragan. Uh, and we're here to deliver your weekly news and updates on happenings in the sports world and pop culture and beyond. Uh, thank you for joining us again, hopefully for the third time. For new listeners, uh, welcome aboard to the Panda Bar. Grab a drink. Uh, hopefully you're enjoying your commute, your morning, your afternoon, your lunch, your evening, uh, your nighty-night time. But thank you for listening nonetheless. Uh, we hope you'll enjoy this podcast. Please subscribe. Please leave us some some reviews. But uh, nonetheless, let's just get right into it. So, Sergio, who's having the best week so far? Hands down, has to be Adele. Adele, baby. Yeah, when you sell over three million albums in one week, you gotta have the, you gotta be having the best week and probably the best year ever. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And, um, selling a million albums is an achievement all by itself, given the trend that uh, the record industry has had since '99 with the uh, illegal downloads and stuff like that, pirated music. <coughs> Napster and college students. YouTube. Uh, okay. <laughs> but selling three million records is 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 a achievement that only one person has done. That's Adele, and um, she beat uh, NSYNC's record of two point four two million copies. I think Sergio's number one band, NSYNC, taken down by the heavyweight Adele. Good job, girl. Take it down. Yeah, uh, she sold three point three eight million copies. So that's almost a million copies. So she just. On top of the on top of the world right now, and NSYNC number one fan uh, Sergio Baragan just telling me recently that there was a sixth member. There was going to be a sixth member. To <laughs> Who was this? And a lot of people don't know this, but Ryan Gosling was supposed to be in NSYNC. Really? Yeah, okay. that's because uh, Ryan Gosling and Justin Timberlake were uh, best friends. Kinda, they were roommates for a while when they were in the Mickey Mouse Club. They did the Mickey Mouse Club together. Really? Yeah. Uh, Justin's mom was. Ryan Gosling's guardian for like six months because Ryan Gosling's mom had to go back to Canada for business. That could be like a movie, dude. Yeah. I can picture like a, a scene, like some, not a love story, but like a best friend scene where they're like trying to make up their friendship and be friends again. And then it plays like Maroon. Was that one Maroon 5 song? And then we. I can't remember the sign of it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like, Justin, don't leave me, Justin. You don't understand, Ryan. I gotta go make movies and stuff. I gotta go dance and stuff. You're not part of my boy band. You're, you've never been here for me. Your mom's only been there for me for a little bit, but you've never been there for me. And then Ryan's like, but, but, but we're supposed to be brothers, Justin. You're never my brother. We've never been. Looks in the camera. In sync. <laughs> we're done. Give me the Oscars. Give me. There we go. And then the plays, and then the rain comes in. And then we. There we go. That's the end of the movie. Give me my Oscar. Give me my Emmy. What is it? Emmy? Oscar. Oscar both of them. film, Emmy, television. Give me, just, just give me I both of them. I just want to say that you just came off that off the dome. You just freestyled the whole thing. Yes. No, I, it's not like I have a script here. Or do I? There's always a script in my head, Sergio. That's what you'll learn about me. And we hope you're still listening, listeners. Anyways, going back to the world of sports. <laughs> Tangent. Um, Adele. So we're talking about hello. Mm-hmm. It made me feel kind of sad. How did it make you feel? It made me remember about this time when I was a kid, when uh, 
Well, let me go back. Uh, Here we go. <laughs> it's story time. Set, set the scene. So this, if you had to give a, a hello phone call to, who would it be for? It would be, have to be the Mexican Soccer Federation. Go. And that's because uh, back in 94, when I first got introduced to soccer in the World Cup, I was rooting for both the, I was rooting first for the Mexican team, and then I fell in love with the Brazilian national team, the yellow jerseys, and then winning the World Cup. And then I kept on rooting for both teams, kept rooting for Mexico and the, the French uh, in, the, in France 98, and then uh, the Copa Americas in between with uh, Luis Hernández Matador and, and Jared Borghetti and stuff like that. And then 02, they were pretty hyped up, and uh, I was waking up like at 2, 3 in the morning to watch these Mexican national team soccer games, right? Yeah, you were committed. You, you loved this team. I love this, this team. This was the reason for your life. For that summer, maybe. For that summer, as a child. So I was, I was getting up uh, really early in the morning, and um, they play. They they make it past the group, and they they get matched up with the United States. And the United States aren't known to be soccer gods. They're not known to be a good soccer team. And uh, I was I was really hyped up. I was talking a lot of smack. You know, like we're gonna we're gonna take care of the United States. We're gonna make the quarterfinals really easy. Yeah, blah, blah, down blah. with the U.S. Just what kidding. a twelve-year-old would say. Yes, yes. Down with the U.S. in, in soccer. And, and, then, in soccer. and then I I watched the game and we lose two 0 and it just broke my heart. Oh, no. Broke my heart. And I swore from that day forward I was never gonna root for the Mexican national team again. Because oh. all they do is break hearts. And if you had a phone call right now and you gave a call to the Mexican national team, what would you say? Are you there? <laughs> <laughs> Is your offense there, Mexican national team? What would you tell them, Sergio? I'm happy now because they're losing. <laughs> yeah. So if you had one last thing to say for closure, so the same way Adele had closure with her imaginary or real boo in the video, um, <laughs> what would you tell the Mexican national team? What? <laughs> No, come on. Just lay it out. It's okay, Sergio. Listeners, I know you can't see, but Sergio is bawling right now. Tears dripping down his eyes. What does Adele say in the song? She says that, I hope you... Uh, I have no idea. It's I just, can't remember. I remember the words, I just remember the feelings, and that's, that's all that matters. I mean, I hope I hope they do well, but I know they're not. Wow! <laughs> You heard it here first. <laughs> that, that's the way I came Sergio. That's the, the conclusion I came to when I was 12 years old. Sergio Bailagan is, is a salty, salty ex. <laughs> he does not care about your well being, uh, Mexico national team. He has jumped a boat and ran off with uh, the Belgium. So. No, with the US and Brazil. Soccer team. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm out there for, for Belgium since Philippines doesn't have a team. We had to add our players to New Zealand. For me. I would give I would give a closure call to the uh, Oakland Raiders of the past decade, um, not including this season, but the past decade. I'm talking about Jamarcus Russell. I'm talking about 2001 in terms of Tom Brady and the Tuck Rule. I'm talking about 2002 losing to Gruden and the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers. I'm talking about the horrible draft picks, Robert Galleries. The, the horrible seasons of losing and just tears and as a kid I had a very similar experience where I watched the 2002 Super Bowl and we were the favorites we had Jerry Rice we had Tim Brown damn we're getting emotional right now we, they, we had uh, Gannon we're facing our old coach Chucky and he, just like in the films he ripped out our hearts and and, sh and, and killed us 
it was, it was sad. It was so sad. And as a kid, I was sitting there lying on my parents' bed crying, bawling, man, bawling because I, I thought we had it. I was wearing my jersey. I was ready to rip it off. My parents came in like, what are you doing? Are you okay? And I was like, Mom, Dad, the Raiders lost. The Raiders lost. Oh, Jerry Rice. Oh, he's, it's over. It's over. Because it was. Little did I know that that was just the tip of the iceberg of a more depressing period era. of Oakland Raider football. Uh, that was my hello moment. So, Oakland Raiders of 2002. What would you say to... Who would you call? The the whole team. I'll be on speakerphone. Hey, Rich. Hey, Jerry. Hey, oh, Sam. Oh, the O2 team. Yes, O2 you team. Call the O2 yeah, I mean, they, I mean, they were the last great team. You know what? Rich, Jerry... Tim, Charles, I forgive you. It's okay. Y'all have put in enough work for the team. Now I'm getting super emotional now. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but it's okay. Well, Jerry, has, Jerry Rice has three rings already, so. Yeah. Can't feel yeah, too he, bad for he, him. He doesn't care. He's, yeah, he doesn't care. Um, it's okay. We're, we'll move on, and there'll be some young bloods taking your spots by the names of Amari, by the names of Derek, by the names of... Uh, uh, Khalil, and then and we'll be okay. Um, just that we stay in Oakland, uh, we'll be okay. Too many bottles of this wine we can't pronounce. Too many bowls of that green, no lucky charms. All right, so without with that being said, before we, we move on, we want to have our third Firestone DBA double barrel ale. Okay. Cheers. Okay. Two from Santa Barbara, California, to Adele. Thank you for uh, delivering some amazing music, uh, some late night tear drenched songs. Uh, we want to thank you and uh, let you know that you've done amazing work. And uh, cheers to you. Cheers to Adele. Salud. Salud. All right. That's good. Moving on from Adele, we just had our Thanksgiving thanks taking break. Sergio, what are you thankful for? Well, first and foremost, I'd like to give a shout out to the Porter family for having me for Thanksgiving this Thursday. Porters! Jerry Porter, uh, who was uh, a pass wide receiver for the Oakland Raiders, correct? I don't know. Who, I'm sorry, who is the Porter family? Uh, my boss, Mark Porter. Mike Porter! Spencer. Spencer Porter! And Michelle. And Michelle Obama. And the whole Porter clan. Michelle Porter, I'm sorry. <laughs> Porter family, please don't get mad. We're, we love you. They're Ohio out. State family, so. Yeah, sending you, you know, congrats on Ohio State. Come to the show. We'd love to have you as a guest. <laughs> uh, anyways, so, yeah, so what, you, what else are you thinking for? In terms of the world of sports, in terms of pop culture, what has gotten you happy and giddy like a little boy? Okay. I got two things I'm thankful for this two week. And like, yeah, for the, for the moment. I'm really wow. thankful. Jurgen Klopp. And the Liverpool Reds manager, mm-hmm. uh, he's a German, and we just signed we just uh, signed him to a contract maybe a, a month ago, and we've won three straight games so far mm. with them in the last week or so. So I'm really thankful for Jurgen Klopp. I think he's gonna bring us to bring us a Premier League title or two in the next couple of years. None unless Chelsea has something to say about it. Chelsea has nothing to say right now. We have nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the second person I'm thankful for is uh, Kristen Ritter because I just watched Jessica Jones and I think she mm. is just amazing. Is she related to John Ritter? I don't think so, but she's cute. Come on, no, come on, <laughs> I don't know, but she's really, really cute. 
I like John Ritter. He's cool, too. Who is John Ritter? Three's Company. Come on. Three's Company? I've never seen that. No, come on, knock on our door. You know, like the, the guy living with the two girls in an apartment, and then... No? Ah, come on. Listeners, if you think Sheriff Joe should spend his next weekend watching the whole series <laughs> of Three's Company, please like our page and comment. Um, yeah, you gotta watch that. Come on. Anyways, move on. So, uh, Jessica Jones, you like that show? Yeah, it was good. Uh, it's uh, based off a uh, Marvel, uh, Marvel comic book. Uh, Jessica Jones, I think, first started in 2002. Is she... She's not one of the more well-known uh, superheroes. Is she a superhero? Does she have a power? She... she she kind. She she. What's she, her power? She's really really strong, and so she can beat up anybody. Just everybody, and then in the Marvel universe, and then she she can't fly, but she can jump for really long distances. <laughs> <laughs> so that's another part. What's the point? Why can't she just fly? I'm like, at what point did Stanley or whoever was making this Jessica Jones character was like, how we make him fly? No. Let's just make her jump really, really high distances yeah. and really, really long distances. So what else does she do? Does she? It's like, oh, she has a heart of gold, or like, what? What's her thing? Is she? She's a PI, a private investigator. So she kind of stalks people, and gets their like uh, their worst secrets. Like if they're cheating on somebody, if somebody's having an affair on somebody. Oh, so it's like the opposite of of the show Scandal. With what's her name? I haven't, I haven't seen Scandal, but I Come heard on. it's a great show. Three's Company, Scandal, Sergio. Listeners, if you think Sergio should spend his next weekend afterwards listening, watching the whole series of Scandal, please like and comment. Uh, <laughs> but I really, you know what I really liked about that show? The villain. I think the villain had really cool powers in the sense that... Uh, Who's the villain? Do you remember the name? Kill Drake? Kill Joy? Something like that? Drake, okay. Drake, yeah, something like artist. that. It's Kill something. But with this guy's powers is really cool. Mm. He can, he's kind of like Professor Xavier, where he like he can, uh, he can control your mind. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he tells you to jump, uh, jump out of the, jump out of this, uh, building. Oh. You'll do it. Whatever. Okay. So it's basically Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Something like that. Versus uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. No, but there's this scene where like uh, Jason Ritter's in the in the. See, it's still it's, we're still talking about sports in the in the police station. Please keep listening. And this and the bad guy has has the villain has everybody in the police station. You know, like half majority of the people are cops, right? And everybody has guns. Has, oh, I saw this. Yeah, it has like, a gun pointed at somebody else. Uh, what do they call it? I don't know if it's a problematic term, but they call it a Mexican standoff. No, no, a Mexican standoff is way different. It's like three people and they have guns at each other. Um, a Mexican standoff is when you have guns pointed at each other. Was it a Belgium standoff? Because there's like a thousand people. It's more like a Tarantino standoff. Oh, okay. <laughs> Tarantino film, fisheye lens, everything. Okay, go ahead. I actually haven't really watched a lot of Tarantino. Films. I don't know. I'm not even. Try- I don't know why I'm trying to reference that. <laughs> I have no idea. I, it just seems like something they would do. I don't really watch a lot of gory films. Ugh. Tarantino's all gory. I know, man. Oh gosh, Kill Bill. Anyways. So oh, yeah, it's a it's a good it's a good show. It's an entertaining show. It's not the greatest. It was I, I thought I enjoyed the uh, Masters of None better. Mm, I yeah, thought, I thought this show kind of dragged on a little bit. Again, Aziz and sorry. If you like to come on the show, please stop by. Uh, but uh, I think the first half was kind of a drag. The first five or six episodes. The last half was really really good. Hmm. Jessica Jones. So Jessica Jones, if you like to come by, come to the show. We love you. Come to the show. Be a guest. Awesome. All right. So you're Jessica Jones for... is a character. We need Kristen Ritter. No, 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 no. Jessica Jones. We want Jessica Jones specifically. The one that can jump. The one that can jump. 
and above average heights and distances. <laughs> Moving on. Talking about the Warriors, what is going on with them? They're crazy hot right now. Was it 18? I think you can you know, I think you can cue that song. All I do is win <laughs> right now. DJ Khaled. Khaled, Khaled, Khaled. 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 DJ Khaled. I mean, I know he can't pronounce a damn thing. DJ. What does he do? Does he just press buttons, right? Yeah, he doesn't even produce. I don't, I don't really. I heard him in a couple songs. I was not digging it. I was like, I don't want to listen to this. <laughs> he can probably produce well, but I was like, I don't know. No, he doesn't that. even produce. He just calls. He just picks up the phone and like has DJ a bunch of cool Khaled. friends. He's like, yo, I need you on this track. Right, oh my I'll gosh. Be there. And he just yells his name. Yeah. DJ Khaled. We, we the best. We the best. <laughs> uh, talking about the Warriors. Best start in NBA history. Best start in NBA history. They got the record earlier this week. They went 16-0. Now they're 18-0 with last yesterday's win over mm-hmm. the, the Kings. The Kings didn't have DeMarcus Cousins. Mm-hmm. Which is, he's my favorite center right now in the NBA. Um, he looks like a big baby. Yeah, they call him Boogie Cousins. He looks like he's always looking angry. Anyways. You might be an angry person. Yeah. But you can ball. Scary. Ball. Um, but eighteen and oh if they win one more game, they have the best start in any major sports in North America. Mm. So it'll be nineteen and oh. I think right now they're tied with some baseball team from eighteen eighty four. Some baseball team. What's the baseball got to do with things? Eighteen you know the baseball <laughs> they, they probably don't even exist anymore. Yeah, baseball doesn't exist anymore. What's that? It's not relevant in December. What's I don't even know idea. What is baseball? <laughs> Basketball? What's that? That's crazy. Warriors. So I think I, I made a goof, man. Last week I thought I was pretty certain they weren't gonna make it out to sixty-five. And even that was two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, no, the, the, the Warriors aren't gonna make it to sixty-five wins. You said they will. And looking now, I know it's still early, but at eighteen wins, I'm like, yo. I'm pretty sure I'm losing that pan pick. So it's crazy, man. The Warriors, how to start right now. This is one hell of a team. How how far do you think this is gonna go? They have a really, really, really good shot at going back to back. Vegas should be favored and should have them favored in every single game after this and then winning the championship as well. I think the only team that could probably give them any problems is the Cavs, because they haven't played them yet. And the Cavs should be healthy mm-hmm. uh, by the time they play each other. But nobody in the West seems to give them any problems. But the thing about the Cavs, which has been really interesting, I know that, you know, they've been, they've been doing pretty okay, right? Yeah, I think they're like, they got three or four losses. They've learned how to utilize Kevin Love in, in, in a better way. Yeah. And and you feel like that's going to be a huge factor moving forward once the, the Warriors and the Cavs meet. Not not necessarily in the playoffs, but just in, a, in the regular season. Do you, do you feel like it's going to be really interesting to see how that factors in into these matchups? Because last season, Kevin Love was, in my opinion, barely there, you know? He wasn't really a major Well, he factor. didn't play in the finals. Oh, no, not in the finals, but just in a regular season, though, you know? I mean, it takes a while to adjust mm-hmm. to get used to the new teammates and a new system. Yeah, Laker, Laker fans know about that. Yeah, well, like, <laughs> I mean, LeBron was the focal point of the team. Mm-hmm. Last year, mm-hmm. and uh, Kevin Love two years ago was the focal point of the Timberwolves. So from being the number one option, kind of the Chris, the Chris Bosh effect, being the number one option, and being becoming the third option, like that. I mean, it takes time to adjust. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can't expect them to figure it out in one year. 
Yeah. So I mean, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see. So what do you think is going to happen, though? So you feel like the, the Warriors are still going to um, make make it through past the Cavs. Yeah, um, I mean, this this is a historic team on a historic run. And they have a chip on the shoulder, like I said uh, earlier. Um, I don't see them losing to anybody. Hmm. They're, they're a complete team. At least the way box, box, basketball is going right now. The way basketball is moving towards playing small ball and utilizing the three-point shot. You feel like this team deserves a movie made based on their story. I think you want to see a movie of that. But I want to see a movie of that. I, I don't really see a movie because they don't have like any like struggles or obstacles, you know? But even if you go back to the past 10 years, when, when they, they drafted Curry, they had to make a tough decision. Is it Curry? Is it Monte Ellis? Who is going to be the, the face and leader of the team? And they got a lot of backlash from the fans for for five, for uh, for what did they release? Did they release or trade Dallas? I don't know what happened, but they got rid. I think they traded him. Would you watch that movie though? I mean, I'll watch almost anything. <laughs> <laughs> but Three's Company, but Gilmore Girls. Yeah. <laughs> good, good, good. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well. 2030, watch out for The Warriors, based on a true story, starring Michael B. Jordan as uh, Steph Curry and Eddie Murphy as DeAndre uh, John, Jordan. Jordan. Jordan? No. No, that's Draymond Green. Draymond Green! DeAndre Jordan is the guy from the <laughs> Clippers. Clippers. What's he doing? No one cares about the Clippers. I mean, I, I just complete the name. <laughs> yeah, they just they just borrow stadium space from the Lakers. Um Ooh, wait, don't say that. Um, uh, yeah, so I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think they'll make it past the Cavs, and it should be fun to see. All right. Draymond Green. Draymond Green. Moving on to the NFL. What's going on in NFL, search? Well, the Thanksgiving games happened on Thursday. Yep. Thanksgiving games happened on Thursday, and then for some reason, they had the Cowboys favored against the Panthers. Which makes no sense. It makes no sense at all. I don't understand. 10-0 Panthers against 3-7 and seven they, they They did my boy Cam wrong, man. Come on. And he just torched them, too. Yeah. Well, that defense torched him. It wasn't Cam. That defense. Defense had two pick sixes. Our boy, uh, Luke Keekly. Kukli. Quickly Puff. <laughs> yes. Is that the name of the first villain in Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone? I don't Quigley, know. Quickly, Oh. Come on, Serge. Now you got. I've actually seen the movies. You seen the movie? You know, the guy with with a Voldemort in the back of his head. You know what I'm talking about in the first film? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah. So he torched them. They did. They did work. Mm-hmm. Panthers took care of business. Cowboys. What's happening, man? Romo's out now for the season. Correct. Collarbone. He. I think he re-aggravated the collarbone. Is this and this is what his second game back? First game. Second. Second game, game back. Second game back. Come on. So. Uh, the Cowboys have never understood this. Why Why have they been named or, or labeled labeled America's team? I've never understood. I mean, I'm just young. I mean, I'm, I'm naive. I'm ignorant. But why are they America's team? I don't see that. I think that name came about because I think that name came about in the early 90s when they had Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin, Emmett Smith, Deion Sanders, and all them. And they won three Super Bowls in four years. Uh, Basically, but, everybody on, on Fox Sports and 
and then and then taxes yeah and then taxes is like football football country Mm -hmm. like that's they live they breathe they die football yep from high school to the pros friday night lights and um they've been good since the 70s i mean i think they have the most super bowl appearances they've won five they won two in the 70s three in the 90s uh, they know how to market themselves with Jerry Jones. Uh, if the league has a deal with Coke, they have a deal with Pepsi, exclusive deal with Pepsi. Mm-hmm. You know, they and they definitely know how to handle themselves in, in, the, in the business aspect. Their business. Yeah. So with that being said, are they really America's team now? Now, no. I think what well, they're they're a polarizing franchise because either you love them or you hate them. Yep. Like there's no like. I'm indifferent about them. Yep. Right? Like, people thrive on them losing. Yes. And then their fans thrive on them winning, of course. Yes. And nobody really cares about the Raiders. Like, when they wow. lose... Hold on. When they lose, nobody really <laughs> makes a big deal out of it. Like I remember in the early 2000s when there were a couple of riots going on or a couple of things going on in, in, in the Bay over, over them losing and winning. The Lions did well. Mm-hmm. Matt Stafford mm-hmm. did well for my fantasy team. Yep. Shout out to my fantasy team. No, Stafford did. Yeah, I had Stafford on, on, on two by accident. I was supposed to switch him out for, for Manning, Eli, uh, but and I he's forgot He's not to. doing too well. Yeah, he's not doing so, so well right now as we uh, record this. But uh, no, yeah, that's awesome. Dope stuff. Eagles, yeah. Eagles should have taken care of business. Yeah, like, I mean, everything went uh, opposite of according to plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, the Lions just thumped um, the Eagles, the Cowboys who were favored were thumped by the Panthers. They weren't even close games mm-hmm. in either game. And the game that everybody thought was going to be a blowout, the Packers and, and Bears, mm-hmm. wasn't a blowout. It was a really close game. It was an exciting game. And the Bears won. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Like, and me and my buddies always joke around about, why why is Cutler still there? He hates Chicago. He hates the team. He shouldn't be there. Probably the only reason why he's still there is because he's getting paid a ton of money. Mm-hmm. He has a crazy t- contract, but... That's just crazy how they beat the Packers. Do you feel like the Packers are? Do you feel like the, the Packers are, are falling apart? I don't feel comfortable with my pick anymore. <laughs> oh, for, we had the Patriots Packers. Yeah, you know, you had the Patriots Packers. I had Carolina and so oh, like and half the our picks look solid right now. <laughs> it's Carolina and AFC and NFC. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I just stay with baseball. No, uh, Carolina and NFC. Yeah, so I, I pick uh, uh, the, the Panthers over. The Bengals, which is uh, still... in the Super Bowl, yeah, Super Bowl. Oh, the Bengals lost two in a row since our first. I podcast. know, I know. So we'll see how things go. Well, well, that's gonna be an interesting. Pick this 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 week of Thanksgiving football. Were you impressed from a scale of one, as in I could just went to sleep to ten, which is like, oh yeah. The I mean, I was I was football. really excited about all the games because I had a player in my fantasy team playing in each game. Yeah. So yeah. I was really rooting for. Uh, a team or uh, a player in yeah. that sense but uh yeah and then my team did well so i can't complain cool looks like i'm gonna win my seventh straight uh fantasy matchup in a row cool cool shout out to sergio's fantasy team the name is you like that what that's the name of the team you like that you know what kirk cousins said after the game a couple weeks ago <laughs> what did he say he said you like that and then he says, you like that? He says it twice. The first time he says it's a question, the second time he says it's a statement. Let's see if you get a sound clip. <laughs> yeah, you can definitely find a sound clip. That's it. You like that? You like that?
Okay. All right. <laughs> we, 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 we definitely heard that. We didn't just edit after post of uh, pretending like we just listened to it. Anyways, that's funny. Hilarious. <laughs> I, I sense a bit of sarcasm here now. What? No. The Lakers are the best. Um, moving on. Moving on. The Ohio State against Michigan. Big Blue. What happened, man? What happened, Michigan? Your thoughts, Serge? Well, in preparation for this game, I went on YouTube and watched the HBO documentary, The Rivalry, mm. which is a documentary about the Ohio State-Michigan matchup. Yep. And it's a historic significance in terms of college football and just in sports in general. Yep. And um, I got really hyped. Hyped? I got hyped. Got hyped. But the game wasn't as good as, as I got hyped up to be because it was Ohio State at number eight, mm-hmm. Michigan number 10, Harbaugh against um, Urban Meyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ohio State losing the week before to Michigan State. Uh, how are they going to uh, respond? Mm-hmm. Um, but Ohio State just played really, really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it was close in the first half, but then they just they just played lights out in the second half. Yeah, Ezekiel exactly. Elliott ran for like over two hundred yards. Yeah, you finally got you got JT, what you wanted. JT, and he, and he thirty carries. They proved himself. You know, I mean, it's one thing to say, "Hey, I should be getting more carries," and you know, of course, you're gonna judge. But if you deliver on those messages, if you deliver on on what what you're preaching, like, mm-hmm. yo, give him the carries, yo, you know, let him let him do his thing, because that's what's gonna allow you to win. So it's it's gonna be crazy. I mean, it, it was crazy and wasn't the most exciting game, but you know, the best team won, and it is what it is. Yeah, and then uh, Michigan's had a solid season. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, they're getting building three. Building blocks, yep, yep. That's a big turnaround. Oscar Meyer. Erin Meyer, I mean. <laughs> Oscar Meyer. Erin Meyer's only lost four games in four years. Oscar Meyer makes lunch meats. Erin <laughs> Meyer makes other teams meat. Ha, get it. <laughs> That's your bad joke of the day. Please keep listening. Anyways, other college football matchups this past weekend. We got to talk about USC, UCLA, right? Yeah. Yep, yep. That's the UCLA. USC has now won to SoCal. They both, they both had disappointing seasons. Mm. Uh, they're both now nine and no eight and four. Yep, yep. Um, but SC, who were ranked number seven or eight to start the season, uh, had the more talent and uh, won. Yeah. With a more experienced quarterback because Cody Kessler is a senior, I believe, a third year starter, mm. and. Uh, I can't remember the guy's last. I think the guy's last name, the UCLA quarterback's last name, is Rosen. Mm. Um, but he's a freshman, a true freshman. So I think his experience showed a little bit yesterday. I mean, it looks like UCLA should be okay moving forward, though. Right? Yeah, they should. I mean, with that young they should kid. probably be the favorites next year. That makes sense. Yeah, well, especially if golf leaves, and I mean, it's not Cal was a big factor, but if golf stays, uh, Cal should be pretty solid next year. Golf, please stay. Golf, we love you. Please come on the show. My buddy used to play soccer with Goff before he even started football. Oh, really? I mean, well, he, I guess he was practicing, but before he got like a, he became like a household name, or at least for sports fans, a household name. Um, yeah, man, they used to like throw the ball around and stuff. That's crazy. It's just, okay, we're humble brag slash tooting our own horn. The fact that we just like spent time on the same campus and just like we're in the same space as some of these crazy athletes, mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. It's kind of it's yeah. kind of awesome. Like every every time I go back to Berkeley, I always hear these crazy stories about Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, he always comes he, back and plays basketball. He plays basketball. He hits the gym. Yes, who was it? You know Eswin, right? Who? Eswin. Remember Eswin, my buddy. 
I think I might. Aswin, shout out to you. Hope you're doing well. Thanks for sharing your story. My buddy Aswin told me about a time where he was in the gym in Arsa, which is UC Berkeley's Berkeley's, uh, gym. Uh, And basically, I believe he was telling me this. Marshawn Lynch comes in and starts playing pickup basketball with him and his buddies. And I'm just like, what? And I'm like, what did, what did he say? What was it like? He's like, oh, he's just quiet. He was chill. He just wanted to play basketball. And I just love Marshawn. And no, mad respect to the current Oakland Raider running back core. But even at the age of, what, 32, 30, going on 33, I would love to have Marshawn on my team. I think he's 30. 30? Never mind. That even makes it even better. I would love to have Marshawn's team. Homecoming, come back to Oakland, carry on, uh, carry us out into the playoffs, onto a championship run uh, alongside Amari Cooper and, and, and Carr. We don't have too much media on our on our trails. You know, We won't force you to do certain things. We'll give you all, all the skittles you want. Hell, I'll get you all the skittles you want every single season. <laughs> like We'll give you a thousand carries. Yo, Marshawn, come on the show. Come back to, come back to Oakland. We'd love to see you in, 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 uh, in black and silver. Did you hear that one story where uh, in practice, Marshawn Lynch, Marshawn Lynch in the sidelines, he gives uh, financial advice to his teammates? You never heard that That's story? That's kind of cool. He does. He probably took that one uh, financial that, financial planning class in Cal. Probably. <laughs> UGA like 101 or something like that. He's talking about 401k plans and stuff. Is that, I would love to have dinner with Marshawn. I don't think he's like a... A crazy yeah. character. I think he's he's think purely people, honest. I think people put him in a box as being a jock, but he's a really interesting guy. Yeah, because you hear these crazy stories about. Yeah, this and like you know, yeah, he likes to have fun. Yeah, he's gonna go off and say you know funny things. He doesn't want. No one pays these. I mean, yeah, you have to be whatever to the media, but you're paid to be an athlete, mm-hmm. and he's he's there to play football. Let him play football. Let him be who he wants to be. You know, this guy. He does amazing work and charity work for the city of Oakland yes, and, and for Seattle. Like, I have a lot of respect and love for this guy. You know, Marshawn, come back in, in black and silver. And, and, you know, we'll shower you with as many skills as you want. <laughs> skill parade. Skill shower. Sounds a little weird, but <laughs> skill shower. All right. And, of course, Cal beating ASU. Come on. We got to be a little biased. How are you feeling about that, man? I mean, you know, it was probably the most exciting, well, aside from the Texas game, it's probably the most yes. exciting game that we played because we were down by a lot. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, like, we controlled our fate. <laughs> it was just like Texas just messed up, like, whoops. Yeah, yeah we uh, drove down the field in the last drive of the game and kicked the uh, field goal to when time expired. That's exactly what we did, Serge. 48 or 46, yeah. And, you know, and this, as, as and much as... And then Goff threw for over 500 yards, five yeah, he touchdowns, had a, he had a day, no dude. Down. He had a day, and then our coach went off and went, like every other coach won a day, dabbed and all that. You know, because Cam is changing the world of football one <laughs> dab at a time. Um, we're going to a bowl game now, right? Yeah, it's a clear bowl it's, game. It's guaranteed. Um, we actually guaranteed a winning season. Yay! Because we have one game left. Cheers to Cal, baby! <laughs> uh, do you know that song? Man? You know, I was this close to, to uh, applying an audition for a Cal band. But I was like, yo, it's too much What time. do you play? Snare drum. I used to play drums and, and also string bass, but you can't really play a string bass for marching band unless you're like the whack, the whack-ass Stanford band. Boo. Oh, wow. Ah. <laughs> he just went in on the bus. Just kidding. We love you, Stanford band. Come on the show and uh, maybe don't play your music, but just come on and bring the tree. Um, Please keep listening, y'all. We, we promise we won't get more in-depth with sports. <laughs> Tangent. Anyways. Yeah, the, the Cal game was fun, man. I mean, don't get mad at me. 
I've never been to a Cal game. <laughs> you never been to a Cal game? I've never been to a Cal game. You've been to Cal for four years. I was a transfer student. I know, I know, so man. Story about me. I, was, I was a transfer student, so I was only there for about two, three years. Shout out to the transfers. Yeah. You were there for four years. Yeah, And man. you lived in the Bay <laughs> your yeah, whole life. Yeah, man. That's all bad. Well, I don't know about I, your I, life. I, you I, lived in Canada, right? Yeah, dude. <laughs> a little bit about myself. Uh, born in Canada, lived in the Philippines for a bit, went back to Canada, went to the Philippines again. Ilo Ilo, shout out. Edmonton, shout out. And then I uh, finally came back to Hayward and, uh, and I've been there. And now we're up here in the DC area. Mm-hmm. Yep. Migration realities. Um, but you've never been to a Cal game. Yeah. One day I will. <laughs> I wish I did. Uh, I was, you know, I, whatever, studying, whatever it was, you know, doing other stuff. Learning life. But moving on, the Cal game, fantastic. Go Bears, roll on your Bears, uh, take it on to the bowl game, win it, please. Um, I don't know where it's going to be at, but if, do they have bowl games around here? DC, yeah. But the thing is that, like, with those smaller bowls, they usually tend to. Um, West Coast. Yeah, West Coast, but they tend to cater to, like, the proximity. So they'll probably get a team in the West as well or in the Southwest. I still need to learn how they do all this because I feel like if they just pick, do they just pick it out of a hat and then they're like, "You're playing usually, University of Virginia." Usually, uh-huh. bowls have like, "Oh, okay, well, we're gonna get a Pac-12 team and we're gonna get a team from this other conference," and that's how usually they pick them. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Huh? That's how the Rose Bowl works. Interesting. The Rose Bowl works when you gain the, the Pac-12 team. champion, yeah. and the Big Ten champion. Hmm. Interesting. I still need to learn about this. So, college football. Thank you, Cal. Thank you, everybody. All right, Serge. Talking about European soccer clubs, football. We're talking about um, the, the fact that a lot of Americans, uh, and there's a lot of people, I guess, in general, but a lot of Americans don't really know who Chelsea is, don't really know who Arsenal is, Man U. Uh, they see the, they see, uh, the Barcelona... Jerseys every every now and then Liverpool that's where the Beatles are from but how how do we help people have a better understanding of of European soccer because it's an amazing sport I was a convert uh, to to uh, be a Chelsea fan years ago when I played FIFA with my buddies I had to choose a team I was like hey which team is most likely like the Giants you know they are, they weren't really like the Giants because but but for whatever reason I like their t- I like their colors I like the the way that they, they played and um, I like the name Chelsea so I was like all right let's let's go with Chelsea and that's how I played you know FIFA and, and I stuck with them ever since but for other people who didn't have the chance to play FIFA and, and and pick a team based on their jersey colors and name how do we compare these teams to other American Franchises. National franchises, yes. I mean, four major sports. They should this this right here. This next segment should serve as like a handbook mm-hmm. for non soccer fans. European soccer club teams for dummies. Yeah. Slash podcast listeners for the panda bar. <laughs> All right, so let's let's do this. Let's do this. I'm ready. Uh, teach me teach me how to, how to how to know and, and and know everything about these these soccer teams, Serge. Let's start with your beloved Liverpool. Yeah, the Liverpool Reds. Football Club, and and this is the one with like the turkeys on them, right? Don't y'all? Yeah, have, like, a tur- we have a, a we have it's like a, it's like a swan. A swan? It's not Swansea, isn't that Swansea? Swansea? No, it's a, it's it's a really elegant bird. <laughs> it's not More elegant it's not than a, a swan because a swan's not elegant at all. 
Okay, so <laughs> before we get another tangent, because I feel like our listeners are getting pissed off. Uh, Liverpool. Who are they like, man? The best uh, American franchise that I can compare them to is the Boston Celtics. The Celtics? And the reason why is because Liverpool have had lots of past glory. Mm-hmm. They won 19 English te- uh, league titles. 19? Yes, 19. But they haven't won an English title since 1990. Boo. So well, that's not too far. It's like 25 years ago. It's like the Blue Jays. I it's guess, a right? lifetime, bro. A lifetime? Well, it's a... It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a lifetime for somebody in a medieval age. It's a generation. A generation. It's a generation. It's a quarter century. Like, I was born in 89, so that's... I was one year old, and I was a Liverpool fan back okay. then. Okay. But uh, the Celtics have won um, 17 uh, NBA titles. They won throughout the 60s and 50s. Won a few in the 70s. They won three in the 80s. The last one they won in the 80s was 86. The next time they won was in 07. Mm-hmm. Not too far behind. So 21 years. But yeah, they, they're... Historic they're, franchise. Historic very, franchise. Very much mirroring uh, how Liverpool is seen and, and mm-hmm. unviewed. Um, they're both well-respected franchises. <laughs> Liverpool accent. So awesome. Liverpool. Scouts. The Celtics. The Scouts accent. The, the Scouts. Yeah, it is. Scouts. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, backstory. The reason I'm a Liverpool fan uh-huh. is I, uh, I um, study abroad in the University of Liverpool. And you fell in love with the Beatles soundtrack, and that's why. I've, I've <laughs> loved the Beatles for a long time. Um, Eleanor Rigby. Eleanor Rigby. Nice, okay. Moving on. Uh, shout I have out. a reason to support Liverpool. I don't yeah, know. I know. Aside from me, yeah, I, I just like... I played FIFA, and I like I, Blue. I, I played FIFA, and I really <laughs> like Blue, but I like to... Uh, you know, they had... You know, Samsung. I was like, "Hey, that's my phone." <laughs> hey, go phone. Okay, I see you. Um, I'm, come on. I mean, I was watching all the chants and trying to copy all the chants. Ask my my buddies about this. I would sit there trying to memorize a chant so really? I could actually be eight. Yeah, I can't remember the chant. I can't remember. Dragba, la 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 la. Dragba, la 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 la. And then it was the other one. Eden. Never mind. I am a huge Chelsea fan. Anyways, uh, moving on. Uh, shout out to my uh, my friend Raul because he he loves his team, his Arsenal's. A lot of people are Arsenal Gunners. Fans. I, have, yes. I have a bunch of friends who are Arsenal fans as well. What are Arsenal Gunners like? Arsenal, I think, is most like the Dodgers. The Dodgers. LA Dodgers. Um, I hate them both. Arsenal. Has been, I think they're the third uh, most celebrated franchise in the Premier League. Oh wow! Behind Man U and Man U and Liverpool. Chelsea got no love. Come on, Chelsea and they never really won anything. Come on, Chelsea handler. But um, we just won last year. Okay, no, I'm gonna stop. Go ahead. But they've they consistently been good, and Mm -hmm. uh, so have the Dodgers. At least since they moved to LA. Yep. And since they had Jackie Robinson in what 1947 when they did that. Um. Yeah, they've been consistently good. I can't really think of other reasons why I would compare them. They both got hella money, right? They both have a lot of money. Dodgers top notch dollar has the highest uh, <laughs> salary in MLB, eclipsing the Yankees. <laughs> yeah, well, they're both very. Uh, I want to say Arsenal's fan base is fairly young because mm-hmm. a lot of young people, a lot of my friends love Arsenal, mm-hmm. and um, I feel like the Dodgers are. Pretty trendy right now as well. Yeah, yeah, because they just spent a lot of money. Even so, though mm, the thing with the Dodgers, I don't know about about Arsenal, but the Dodgers like they have a bunch of talent. 
But I feel like one of the issues is they don't know what to do with it. They just fired Don Mattingly. They just hired Dave Roberts, who played for the Giants, played for the Padres, a great guy. I'm sure he's going to do well. Um, but it's like, you know, things like with Puig and with uh, Ethier, um, trying to figure out what to do with those players when you have these amazing, uh, great rookies or, or great prospects coming up through the minor league pipelines. Like, those kind of decisions are are still very important. As much as money as you have, as, as much talent as you have, it's about choosing the high hand and being able to, to play your hand right during the right time. And that's why I think teams like the Yankees did well. That's why I think teams like the Giants did well. Even though they weren't, the, the, you know, they didn't have the, much, the most talent, they knew who to choose and when to play them. Yeah. 2010, Pablo Sandoval was on the bench. Was not a great rookie, didn't do so well in the playoffs. Juan Uribe, who was like a, a veteran, still is a veteran, played the Mets, playing with the Mets right now, or played with the Mets recently, uh, played in third base. And, you know, of course, Pablo came back 2012 and 2014 and was a hero for both seasons. Um, 10 months ago, amazing 2010. 2012, bullpen pitcher came in, showed some spark. 2014, barely there. So I, mean, it's, I feel like teams like the Dodgers where they're very young. You're right. They have a new uh, GM, came back, came from the, from the Tampa Bay uh, Rays. New teammates, some veterans, but they need to figure things out. They need to, to, to play this game, uh, their personnel game, like a chess match. They need to be strategic or else they're just going to be wasting talent. Enough about how much the Dodgers suck. Moving on. <laughs> if you have any comments, please send them to the panda bar double R at gmail.com if you want to hate on me for my hatred for the job for the Dodgers. Moving on. Man U, Manchester United. Manchester United, which is maybe I would arguably the most popular club, uh, soccer club in, in the world. Mm-hmm. And um, the Cowboys. I think they're most like the Cowboys since they're America's team. Um, they've both been in pretty solid runs, especially Manchester United since the Sir Alex Ferguson era started in, what, 86? They won, like, 13 championships within 21 years or something like that. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Fergie. And they became... The Duchess. Uh, the, the most decorated uh, club in Premier League history. or in English, Rooney. In English football history. Yeah. Uh, and then the Cowboys, five Super Bowls, of course. Uh, I think they have like nine Super Bowl appearances. America's team, England's team, just makes sense, right? Yeah, and they've had another golden era where it was Pete Best. Was it? No, George Best. George Pete Best. Best. Pete Best is actually a, 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 the Beatle that got kicked out before the Beatles became the Beatles. Maybe he, he quit the Beatles. No, he got, kicked out. He got kicked out from by the Beatles. For Ringo. Then he changed his name to... Uh, George and became Manu as a star player. Anyways, Manu, the Cowboys. Yeah. Now bring it to Big Blue, Chelsea. Chelsea. Chelsea, I think, is most like the Red Sox. Ah, okay. The reason, the reason why is because I think both franchises have a lot of money now, right? But the Red Sox didn't win for a very long time, from like 1917 to 2004. Curse of baby. Yeah, and then Chelsea didn't win for 50 years. So that's relatively a long time. Yep. And then as, as soon as they got their new owner, what's, their, what's the guy's name? Abramovich. Abramovich, they became relevant, and they started winning uh, English titles. And now they have a Champions League title. Um, but yeah, now both teams are relevant after a long period of long drought without a championship. 
Yeah. All right. I mean, I, I won't fight that. I mean, I'd say as of Giants, but of course that's super biased. So, Chelsea, Red Sox. Moving on, Barcelona. Who are they like? Barcelona, I think, is most like the Green Bay Packers. Hmm. Why not? Why? I think uh, they both teams aren't the most celebrated because the Packers don't have the most Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. They have four. Mm-hmm. Barcelona has only four Champions League titles. Really? They trail. Real Madrid's 10, AC Milan's 7, Bayern Munich's 5, Liverpool's 5. Mm-hmm. So they try a few teams. Uh, they have less La Liga titles than Real Madrid. But the the cool thing about them is they both have... Well, Barcelona has a really good farm system. Yep. And the Packers draft really, really well. You mm-hmm. don't really see them signing free agents. Like, it's very rare when they sign free agents. They usually draft well and they keep their players. Yep. Um... And Barcelona had that golden age with Iniesta, Messi, Xavi. Iniesta. And they all came from from the the, the, the farm system. Yep. The, the academy is what they call it. But yeah, I think they both have really good uh, organizations. And the Packers are owned by the people, right? They, you, can, yep. you can own shares. Two of my coworkers have shares. And they're, they're advising the meetings and stuff to call in and kind of vote on what they want to see happen. And then Barcelona's kind of worked out the same way. They have a club president, and they vote on him and stuff like that. Now, they're bitter rivals. They just got whooped last week. Real Madrid. Real Madrid is is the Yankees of the football world. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Real Madrid is the most, I would say, they're the most valuable team. Mm -hmm. They're the team that, and actually in any sport, they look pretty, man. Like when you have Cristiano, when you have Ronaldo as as your face, yeah. like and you know you could look at the Yankees with like Derek Jeter or mm-hmm. even Rodriguez, even though he has like the PEDs and the steroid backlash. That, that's that's a team you sell. That's 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 a team that you sell out to people and, and you put out there in those big billboards and in, in, uh, in New York and those big billboards wherever you're at in Spain and you know that's a, a franchise. That's that's. That's the brand. Mm-hmm. That team has a brand in itself. Yeah, when you see the all-white uniform, you know that's Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're the winningest uh, club in European soccer history. You just been having a The time. Yankees have 27 World Series. They're like more than double second place. And and both teams right now kind of having a bad time. Not a bad time, but like they've seen better days. They've right. definitely seen better days. Both Real Madrid teams. in number, you know, number two spot, but still behind... Right, uh, Barcelona. On the other end, Yankees made it to the playoffs. I think it's a wild card, but it didn't make it so far. Yeah, and aren't really exactly holding uh, up to to the past days of glory. Moving on, Atletico Madrid. Atletico Madrid, which is an interesting franchise because like La Liga is um, is is being a whole. It has a, Barcelona and Real Madrid have a stranglehold on La Liga. So yep. it's a two team race usually. Nope. But Atletico somehow gets in the conversation every for the last couple of years. Yep. And with not that many big name players, usually they get good and then a Chelsea buys their best player or a Barcelona or an Arsenal or a Liverpool. Some one of the one of, one of the clubs that has more money than them. Mm-hmm. So they do they do a lot with less. Mm-hmm. And I think the team that does that best, at least right now in the majors, is uh, the Royals. Kansas City, baby. And, you know, the winners of the World Series 
2015 World Series. And you're right. They've done this there and again. If the A's were to win and were to be a little more successful, it might have been the A's. But the Royals have done this successfully. They've had a great farm system. They've had great young players come in and hold it down for teams. Sadly, they can't really hold on to them. Mm-hmm. So when they get a little too costly, other teams scoop them. Talk about, you know, uh, uh, Butler. We're talking about the 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 possibility of them losing folks like Mustakis and all these other pitchers. Uh, James Shields and how he left and, and joined the Padres. Like, it's, it's sad, but at the same time, it works for them. And hopefully, Atletico Madrid, things get better for them as well. Man City. Manchester City, which is like the, the little brother of Chelsea in the sense that they're following their game plan. Mm-hmm. Right? They got new owners with a lot of money and then they're buying a bunch of bunch of really good players for a lot of money and they got good all of a sudden after a 40-year drop, no, not winning anything. Yep. Um, the sports franchise that I can compare that to the most is the LA Clippers. Ooh. Steve Ballmer, the mm-hmm. ownership. Yep, yep. Uh, Chris Paul and Blake Griffin and that team getting good after Young so many years. powerhouses, correct. Not even mediocre. Like, they were really, really bad. No one really cared about the <laughs> yeah. Clippers, yeah. They just made fun of them. Like, oh, oh, yeah, they're like the, the D-League team that just rents out Stable Center. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Moving on, Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich is... They say Bayern. Bayern. My bad. Bayern Munich. (laughs) Bayern Munich uh, is one of the most consistent teams in all of football, all of European football. Mm -hmm. They're usually in the semifinals or in the quarterfinals of the Champions League, and they win the Bundesliga. If you think Barcelona and Real Madrid have a stranglehold on the Liga, these guys are always in first place. Munich all day, every day. Yeah. They have tons of great players. from Ribery to Robin to Lewandowski now, uh, what's the kid's name? Gotze, mm-hmm. Noor, mm-hmm. Philip Lahm. They have a bunch of great players. Yeah. Mueller. The franchise I can compare them the most to because of the consistency and they've always been up there is the Patriots. The Patriots just. Sense. Yeah, the Patriots just set, uh, uh, it's not a record, but they're in second place now for the most consecutive 10 win seasons. Yeah. With 13, I think. They're three behind the, the Niners. Okay. And, uh, yeah, their consistency of being great, winning. All right, running it out, Juventus. Juventus from uh, from Serie A. They're also one of the best teams from Serie A. I think they, I think they do hold the most Serie A trophies. Mm-hmm. They won the league the most times, even though they... Even though AC Milan has won Champions League more times, yeah, so yeah, uh, is the more decorated Italian team. Yeah, um, and then they play. Well, now they have Pogba, who was young, but they were doing it with Andre Pirlo, who mm-hmm. is one of the oldest players you'll ever see playing, and Buffon, basically like uh, like Tim, <coughs> Tim Duncan, Tim Duncan, Ginobili. <laughs> yeah, Buffon's really old too. He's like close to forty now or forty. Yeah, so. Yeah, I think the Spurs are the most comparable team to Juventus. And lastly, AC Milan. AC Milan is a, another Serie A team, right? Cristina Milan. We've, uh, com- we've already spoke about them a little bit. They are the most uh, European-decorated 
Italian side. Yep. Uh, seven Champions League titles, uh, a, n- a number of, uh, of Serie A titles. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, they're mediocre struggling. at best. They're struggling yep. for the last few years. Uh, they got they got a little bit in financial fair play trouble, mm-hmm. and uh, they're trying to recover from that. Uh, the franchise you can compare that the most to is the Lakers. They're also struggling. Kobe, Kobe, Kobe. Yeah, they're struggling. And Kobe's yeah. Kobe's a fan, right? It's, you know, who's he? Yeah, Kobe's a fan of AC Milan, Barcelona, and Manchester United. Kobe spent some time in Italy. That's right. You know, AC Milan, Lakers, Juventus, Spurs. Bayern Munich, Patriots, Man City, the Clippers, Atletico Madrid, the Royals, Real Madrid, Yankees, Barcelona, and Packers. Chelsea, the Red Sox, Man U, Cowboys, Arsenal, Dodgers, and of course, Sergio's beloved Liverpool and the Celtics. Those are your European soccer clubs. Similarities and matchups with your current American franchises, franchises and sports. Thank you, Sergio, and let's move on. All right, so finishing up our podcast uh, this week, top five, changing it up, not really has to do with sports, but because we had this long weekend, thanks to uh, Thanksgiving, uh, you know, we had a lot of time to just reflect. We had these long weekends that reminded me of uh, you know my school days, my childhood, staying at home Saturday watching cartoons, mornings. Saturday morning cartoons. We're talking about you know Static Shock. We're talking about Yu Gi Oh. We're talking about Bugs Bunny. We're talking about the Flintstones for Sergio. Uh, we're talking about all of these amazing. What are you trying to say? I'm not trying to say anything. <laughs> I'm not trying to say anything. But you, you told me you like the Flintstones. I watched it too. Yeah. I like Flintstones. But you said for Sergio. No, because you told me about this. <laughs> that was not a dig. I'm sorry. The podcast has ended. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> I just remember that one line when there's like a there's like a dinosaur doing some kind of job, like showering somebody, like elephant showering people. Like it's a living. You know what <laughs> I guess and they all had some horrible puns. Like how was it? So how's your employment going, Mister Pterodactyl? It's been rock solid. And then they just like pan out. <laughs> I used to watch some of them. Spanish. When I was would, would, would they do stuff like that too? I don't remember. <laughs> would like I don't remember, but I remember like going to visit my grandparents in Mexicali and like the Jetsons or the Flintstones yeah. in Spanish. I'm would like, they Whoa. Would they do? Um, how would you say it's a living in, in Spanish? Is that like even a, a saying? Was there something similar, or is there just like a direct translation? How would you say it? I don't know. I think I would, I would say it's el trabajo. I don't, I don't know. El trabajo. El trabajo. El trabajo. Es trabajo. It's trabajo. And then it'll pan out and that's it. Anyways. Tangents. Moving back. Top five childhood cartoons. Surge. Should I go first? Okay. Yes. Um I think I'm gonna go with uh, my number five. I'm gonna start off with DuckTales. DuckTales, okay. Yeah. Alright. Number four would be Doug. Yes, yes, and okay. With the five strains of hair. Yeah. Best friend Skeeter was blue for some reason. Everybody and has different chop. color in there. Yeah, diversity. Uh, my number three would be the Rugrats. I love that show. Sounds good, yep. Yeah. 
My number two would be Charlie Brown. Mm-hmm. I remember that uh, when I was during the holiday season, I would remember watching Charlie Brown. And my, um, it's it's a cool connection to have, especially because um, my mom watched Charlie Brown when she was a oh, kid too. Great. So that was pretty cool. Um, I like how they used to dance. Remember those dancing scenes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine if, like, you know, like how things are in the club now, like people like grinding, with drinks and stuff, going crazy, turning up. Can you imagine you walk into a club called the Peanuts Bar, and you walk in, and there's like a, guy, a random ass kid who's hella dirty and shit, playing the upright bass, and then like a piano's like, and it's like it's some weird, some weird dance moves. Like one person's like swinging her head back and forth, like just messing up her hair. Like Willow Smith, and then the people just like shrugging their shoulders and stuff. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. I would, I would go to that bar though. Dude, 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 I haven't dude, seen dude, that show in a long time. Dude, dude, I want to see it. Dude, dude, dude. Yeah, and um, they have a movie going now. You should check it out. Yeah, the Peanut movie, right? Yes, yes. And then um, number my one, my number one is the Looney Tunes. Yeah, classic. Yeah, yeah, Bugs Bunny, classical. Daffy Duck. So, who was your favorite Looney Tune? I want to say Bugs, but I remember having this one coffee mug. I don't drink coffee anymore. I remember having this coffee mug from Costco. It will be Daffy Duck. Yeah. And I, I always liked Daffy Duck because of that. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> I think, um, and then I think the thing that got me, I was loving it, was uh, Looney Tunes, that is, is Space Jam, dude. Yeah. Space Jam was the best. Especially because Michael Jordan was in there, too. Yeah. And then I just talked about the LeBron James victim. Space Jam 2? Space Jam 2. Daffy. I think he's a My better. My hair is receding. I, I what do I do? <laughs> I think well, better, I don't know. He's a, he's a, better, he's a better actor than uh, he, yeah, Michael. He was, yeah, he was pretty funny in Trainwreck. In, in Trainwreck, yeah. So it should be funny. Uh, special appearance by Kobe Bryant as a villain. <laughs> Give me all that, your that should be pretty easy to play. I need the youth. I need to grow younger. Give me your cartoons. <laughs> all right. Moving on. My top five. Your top five. Here we go. Number five, Arthur. Ziggy Marley, opening theme. Uh, number four, moving on, Naruto. A little newer, but uh, the Ninja Boy, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, Rasengan, my stuff. How, how old is this show? It's not too old, man. It's, it's... <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I've been found out. I am 12 years old. <laughs> Sir, just looking at me like, wait, how old are you? Uh, old enough? <laughs> I do watch Naruto now. No, yeah, I mean, I like Naruto. It wasn't really a childhood show, but one of my favorite cartoons now. Um, number three, gotta go with Pokemon. I mean, come on, that's you gotta catch them all. It was like a cult, dude. I mean, like my yeah, people within that age range was just like. Hooked on that like crazy. I mean, a lot and of not just the TV age. show, but the game. Yeah, they and, the cards. and it's still going. And I asked my cousin, my little cousin, watches it. I was like, "So, is this like, what are they doing now? Is it just like the same stuff?" How many Pokemon are there? There's a lot, man. Because I remember there was only one fifty. <laughs> no, no, dude, it was like seven hundred or something. <laughs> just like a thousand, close to a thousand now. It's nonstop, bro. Like I don't understand. I, I feel like all they do is just like sit in a room all day and like. Take some kind of uh, and, and imagine what this yes this, this Pokemon they, will do that one. They 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 kind of pull a bunch of random pieces of paper with words on it. They pick three together and make that a Pokemon, uh, and then there you go. There's seven hundred more uh, Pokemon number three. 
Number two, Hey Arnold. I mean, it was a cool show. Um, it was actually pretty, pretty on point with the kind of conversations I had around like gentrification, fighting like big businesses moving into their their neighborhood. I wasn't thinking about this as a ten year old. No, me neither. But if you think if now my my, my buddy brought it up to me, it's like, yo, that movie that they had where like Big Bob, Helga's dad, was trying to make like a big. There was a movie. Yeah, there was a movie. They're, they're you know, to, there's a movie coming out. Yeah, they're making it. They're, they're, they're like, yeah, I'm super excited for that, which is making me hella excited because they're doing that for Gilmore Girls. They're doing that for for uh, for Hey Arnold, and they're doing I don't know why, but they're doing it for Coach. Do you know that show, Craig T. Nelson? It's a really old show. I have no idea why they're doing that, but they're doing that as well. Uh, but yeah, re- remaking, bringing back Hey Arnold, great show, uh, great vibe. I love the jazz background music, and lastly, of course, Dragon Ball Z. It could be in Spanish, Japanese, English, Tagalog. It's always a classic for me. Yeah, I can I can agree with John Balzi. Over the, only Balzi, the only shit I have with John Balzi, and I told you. Here we go. Earlier. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> All right, I used to watch it as a kid. Yes, me too. Yeah, for several years, and I remember it was a good, fun show to watch. I was always looking forward to it after coming back from school. But I remember I tried watching a few episodes of it when I was at Cal. Yeah. On YouTube, because they have everything on YouTube now. Yeah. Nothing happens in any of the episodes. It's like five episodes of Goku holding his hands up. It's like, everybody, I need your spirit energy. Put your hands up for the spirit bomb. Five episodes of that on and on. Or when he was on that like dragon road trying to get back to Earth because yeah. he was like dead. That was like a whole season. He whole, like a whole season of just running down that road like nonstop <laughs> just to fall off and then had to start all over again at King Kai's or something. Like, I was, come on, really? All right. Next time on Dragon Ball Z, more hand-holding, more running, and one more character that you don't care for dies. And yes, <laughs> it is Yamcha. Yamcha. Krillin dies like 10 times. Krillin dies. <laughs> Heads up. If you should check it out when you're bored. Dragon Ball abridged, hilarious. They basically take the original Dragon Ball Z and they do a voiceover to it. They change it up a, a, a bit, but they make it hilarious. So check it out. I think you'd like it. Dragon Ball Z abridged. Check it out. Cool. So that rounds out our top five for childhood cartoons. All right, Serge. Uh, all right, listeners. Uh, Panda pals. Uh, bar buddies. Uh, we're moving on to our last segment, of course. What to watch? What to keep your uh, your eye on? Serge, what do you got for us this coming up week? Conference championship games. Um, got it. ACC has uh, Clemson and Florida State, I believe. Mm, Those are the two best teams in ACC. I'm not sure they're playing each other. It might be Clemson and North Carolina. I'm, I'm not Either way, sure. keep your eye on it. Yeah. Uh, we got the Pac-12 championship between Stanford and USC. Stanford still kind of has an outside shot of making the playoffs because mm-hmm. they just beat Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Big win for Stanford. Yep. We got the Big Ten championship game, Michigan State, Iowa. Yep. Both teams look like they're going to be in the playoffs. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, Iowa's undefeated and Michigan State was number five. Iowa. And then I don't know where, man. Alabama and Florida playing against each other mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the SEC championship game. So they all look like great matchups. Championship Saturday. If you have Netflix, check out Gilmore Girls. Y'all would like it. It's an amazing show, especially for winter when you're cuddling up with your boo. Wanna, you want to watch something really, really chill. Gilmore Girls is the way to go. Also is Once Upon a Time. Both are really good shows. 
about The Wire, man. The Wire. You talk about The Wire. Or Entourage. Entourage. Entourage is funny. It's not a great show. I listened to the games album. The I, game. I, I didn't, I didn't, there we didn't go. Speak, we didn't speak about it. Okay. How I thought that? it was a really, really good album. I thought it was better than uh, better than most of his work. I think it's his best album since his first album, which mm. was a documentary. Okay. This is this last album is a documentary two and two point five, which is a double LP. Got it. But it's really dope, man. Cool. Um, I recommend that. Awesome. This past Black Friday, something really nice and pretty was dropped, which was. Black Friday remixes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. By that was dope. Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole. I've been they jumped on each other's so beats. excited for this kind of collaboration. I'm so excited. It wasn't really a collaboration. It wasn't a collaboration, but you, you, you know. You know they were they were in on you know You know they're like trying to add a little spice, a little, you know, give a little uh, treat for the crowd. Basically, what they, what they did is they jumped on each other's beat. Exactly. And they just did a new. Yeah, they just they just kind of did their like a freestyle. A freestyle, yeah, basically. But I think they actually wrote the rhymes, but yeah, yeah, I think Kendrick's is better though. Oh yeah, I think so too. But J Cole's J Cole's not J Cole's J Cole's J Cole's his 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 newest album is on point. So is Kendrick's, but for the very different reasons, you know. Like Kendrick's, of course, is like that kind of album. It's such a cliche cliche thing to say, but you sit with and you kind of let your soul kind of kind of dig into it. it. You soak in it. You kind of think about it. You know, it's, it's very critical, but very, um, it's very important. It's to one. Answer. It's one of those albums that twenty years from now, uh, college campus is gonna be just like the way, just like the way that Nas is illmatic <laughs> as a course <laughs> in, in at Cal Berkeley. And you're saying, Does, do they really? Have- yeah, there's a decal. Uh, uh, a student-led course on Elmatic. On the Elmatic. I don't think there's that many hip-hop heads at Cal. Hey, man. I don't know. Uh, I feel like the same thing might be happening to um, to Kendrick. I mean, of course, there's probably going to be a class on, on Kanye as well, whatever. But Good Kid, Matt City as well. Yeah. Kanye might be for Dark Twisted Fantasy and College yeah. Dropout. I mean, J. Cole's is it's basically like his, his, his transparent telling of his story. I think J. Cole is a great rapper and talented rapper and one of the top five rappers of the new school. The, the, the oh, one thing I got against him and Drake, mm. of the new school rappers mm. that are like up there, mm. is that they don't have classic material yet. They make good stuff, but mm. none of it's classic. As in? Like Kendrick has a good kid, Mad City, and To Pimp a, to Pimp a Butterfly. Mm-hmm. Those are classic albums. Mm-hmm. I really like, you can, you, can, you can compare those to oh, the Illmatics, the Reasonable mm-hmm. Doubts, the mm-hmm. Ready to Die, the, the Chronics of the world. And I, I'm, I'm no, I'm not... The, the greatest hip hop head. I mean, I listen to a, a couple of stuff, of course, Kendrick and, and J. Cole, but I feel like J. Cole is still searching for that. But I love his past album. And I, I thought it got me cool. excited. I it's thought one, it was cool. And he did something that not a lot of folks did where he didn't feature anybody. Yeah. No one else was featured except for himself and instrumentalists and, and maybe a producer. I don't know. But it was, it was just him. And it was him, transparent, bare to the bone, talking about his life experience. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's pretty strong and very powerful. Yeah, so I mean that's something to look forward to in the future. Uh, we don't know when. I think it's February next year. They they might be dropping a, a collab. Yeah, that'd be gonna be fire. Drake is supposed to drop Views from the Six in December, and Kanye is supposed to drop Swish in December. What? Okay, that's I'm excited. <laughs> uh, what's Meek Mill doing? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Cool. His career is probably over. My parents are coming on Wednesday. Hey, I'm really excited about that. This is the first time they're coming to the East Coast. Yo, from Coachella. Yeah, from Coachella, yeah. from Mexico. Yep. There's going to be culture shock, and then it's going to be super cold. 
Make sure they they're cool. Might be getting cold this week. Uh, we're gonna take him out too. Take him to get some pupusas and stuff. What? I'm gonna take him to um, what's that spot in Columbia Heights? The uh, Chili Cheese Ben Chili Bowl. Ben Chili Bowl. You take him to the monuments. Of course, it's not too cold, right? We'll take him to the monuments. Um, take him to the museums. And stuff. Museums. I'm gonna take him to go watch Creed. I haven't watched Creed. Oh, my dad's a big, big boxing fan. Yes, my dad yes. and, okay. Uh, I did a bunch of research of like what's the best movie theater to go to in DC, and yeah. I actually found the the one movie theater that's like consensus number one. That's dope. So I'm pretty excited to go. Let me to know. This movie Let theater. me know. Yeah, bring, uh, you know, give us a report back once we have uh, next week's first thoughts. Awesome, man. Tell me, say hello. Yeah, um, let's see. For myself, seeing my older brother, my kuya, this Wednesday as well. Uh, kuya Kobe Bryant going to the Wizards and Lakers games. A man, shout out to my. Uh, my boo, uh, Kuya Kobe and the Lake Show will be taking on the Whack Wizards, and we'll see how things go. All right, all right, all right. So those are the things, the people, the shows, the movies, uh, the sounds to keep in mind in this coming up week, uh, coming up month, coming up year. New year, new person. Uh, new year, new me. I mean, uh, thank you all for listening. We really appreciate you all tuning in. Uh, this is our first time actually being launched as a podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, please leave a review. Uh, we're please gonna, subscribe first. Please subscribe and leave a review. What we'll do is, if you do leave a review, whether it be positive, negative, whatever, we'll do a little shout out for y'all uh, in, in, in the next podcast. Like um, our Facebook page. Like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash the panda bar. Again, it's bar with two R's. Uh, if you want to send us a question, we'll be glad to do Q and A's at the Panda Bar again with two R's um, at gmail.com and of course our SoundCloud SoundCloud.com/slash the Panda Bar double R at uh, or at SoundCloud or or uh, you can tweet us questions. Tweet us questions at our now live Twitter account at the Panda Bar double R of course um, and Twitter. Yeah. All right. So, again, uh, any last thoughts, Serge? Well, players to watch next week. I got one. Go ahead. I got. Uh, I play in the Cal Alumni League, right? Yes. So, we have our tournament next week. Okay. And I'm playing wide receiver. All right. So, you can watch me. So, watch Serge, <laughs> yo. Playing wide receiver. And uh, that's awesome. That's great for you. Uh, for myself, um, I'm actually in... Uh, an orchestra here in the DC area. Really? Yes, I, I, I didn't know this. I play for the uh, Metropolitan uh, Gamer Symphony Orchestra, so we play a bunch of video game music. And it's pretty cool. Okay. Uh, I, I haven't played in a while. I used to be all about band. I was a big band band geek. I play like I have to start from the bottom now. I play the triangle and the cymbals and stuff. Oh, and the bass gum. Yes, exactly. The best triangle player ever, right? Um, <laughs> legit. But we do have uh, shows coming up. I'll uh, post more information about that on our, on our Facebook. But come out. It's going to be fun. Um, watch me um, break in my rookie season as a triangle slash cymbal slash bass drum player. Dope, dope. Sounds good. All right. With that being said, thank you again for listening. Please subscribe. Leave a review. We'll call – well, uh, I'll call you out. We'll shout you out next podcast. Uh, much love to everybody. And again, as always, keep the Lumpia rolls tight. Kind of are over now.